Travel back in time to the 80s, reliving the laughter. <laughs> the heroes. Pick up your phone and call the professionals. Go Ghostbusters. And the honesty. What's up, Norm? My nipples. It's freezing out there. <laughs> because just like you, we're stuck in the 80s. Sure, it's not 1985 right now, but who knows what tomorrow will bring. Hey, welcome to Stuck in the 80s. It's your host, Steve Spears. And Brad in L.A. And today we catch up with our old pal, Dane Butcher, the cruise director of the 80s cruise. I am the monarch of the sea. Stick around after the interview. We've got a full slate of seggies and some other interesting stuff to talk about. Yes. And finally, we find out the story of Jesse Big Cat Smith and how he got his nickname. Real. It's worth, it's worth it for that alone, I say. So anyway, the 80s cruise is about five months away. And uh, we're not going to belabor uh, too much of the details. You guys can get them online at uh, www.the80scruise.com. Brad and I will be back on the 2017 voyage. In fact, I spent um, most of yesterday writing out trivia questions. Yeah, we're getting started. Days one and two are done, 15 questions each. And um, I said I wasn't going to do any Live Aid questions this year, but I, I have one. Liar! <laughs> Liar! <laughs> the America's <laughs> Cup questions are coming fast and furious. You better know your I'm, jib from your spinnaker. Hurry up! Move the thing! And that other thing! I'm thinking about actually putting one in there just to, just, you know, as an homage to our own homage. <laughs> but it's, um, it's so meta. It is. That's, well, that's what we are. Anyway, a couple new things have happened in the last week or so about the 80s cruise that are worth uh, letting you know about. One of which is uh, the 80s cruise now accepts PayPal. Um, which means no payments, no interest, as long as you can pay in full in six months. So the cruise will be over with, and you're theoretically, you know, still sailing sweet, I guess. Yeah. Um, the other news is that we've been promised a artist slash, a, I presume, a musician for the official uh, Stuckinese meet and greet on board. Oh, I thought maybe we we're going to get like you know Van Gogh, <laughs> yeah, the guy who paints the happy trees. Maybe oh, wait, both of them are dead. <laughs> The thing is, we usually don't know who it's going to be until the very last minute because they're still working yeah, out the schedule. Whoever owes them a bigger favor, <laughs> yeah, Howard Jones. Like, really, guys? Got, <laughs> got to pack your keyboard. You know what that means? You, you know, no orange guitar. You got to go hang out with Stephen Brad. Yeah, so it, it won't be known until the last minute who it'll be, but there'll be someone there to hang out with us, and that's usually where we hand out a lot of swag too. So. Someone suggested that we give away, uh, what's it, monogrammed uh, stuck in the 80s iPods for uh, swag. Yeah, sure. Uh, Sure. Yeah, no problem. Yeah, actually, I just got an email today from from Deja uh, Ramos, and she suggested Frisbees. Oh. And I'm like, that's kind of a good idea. They're a little bulky, but, you know, it might not be so bad. (laughs) As long as people don't start chucking them overboard. (laughs) That's true. I don't want to be responsible for that level of uh, pollution. Yeah, because I mean, it'll have our names on it. We'll be kind of screwed. Oh, that's true. That's true. Oh, yeah. we could, you know, oh, here's what we do. We put stuck in the 90s on the Frisbees and throw them yeah. overboard. And those guys oh, get you in know, trouble. You know what we do? We print Jesse's girl on the Frisbees oh, and chuck them overboard. That'll be that. Yeah. World Wildlife Fund will be after them. 
<laughs> oh my god. Anyway, so if you have any questions, uh, drop us emails uh, at podcast at sit80s.com. Uh, in the meantime, Dane is sitting there patiently waiting for us to interview him. So uh, without any further ado, get him out of the green room sh- and get him talking. Yeah, here's our short chat with uh, Dane Butcher, cruise director of the 80s Cruise. Hey, Dane, uh, last time I heard your voice, you were losing your voice at the end of the 2016 80s Cruise. <laughs> yeah, it kind of happens, you know, it's about, typically on one of our cruises, about day three or day four. Um, it's just that, you know, there's a lot of work, but it's a lot of fun and, and just the... Uh, just the overall excitement and, and talking to the fans and the guests and everybody um, when you constantly go go going that yeah my voice starts to go people start to with my accent and uh, a missing voice really not understand what I'm trying to say. <laughs> you, I mean you weren't kidding uh, last time because I remember you were saying hey this is not this is not this is much more than a vacation it's it's more of like an adventure and I, I think. A lot of people that I talked to said that like by by Tuesday of the cruise they felt like they'd gotten their money's worth fun wise. You know what's really funny is that this is, I think this is probably the first cruise that we've ever done out of like 65 full ship charters, all different themes, and this was the first time that by day five, the pool was kind of quiet in the morning, where for the first five days, or the first four days, people were out, and they were energetic, and they were lively, and then by day five, it just hit them, and they all took a big old sleep in. They really, they partied really hard, so it was, that's, Honestly, that is the favorite part of the job for me, just to see people, like, have so much fun that they just get exhausted. And then they sort of picked up in the afternoon, they got, you know, they bounced back. But, yeah, it, you do get your money's worth because it's just, it's sort of 24-7 around the clock um, events and programming and, and fun. So we're about five months away now from the 2017 voyage. Uh, has the itinerary of bands and celebrities been finalized at this point? In terms of the programming, yeah, I mean, we're working through everything right now. Um, I'm not sure, you know, how much you know, but we actually, we program everything. So basically, once we rent the ship, the ship's ours. And uh, I got the chance recently to go on the ship for the first time, to really go through and and understand it myself and and our production manager, Joey, and his assistant, um, Brian. And we sailed from uh, Newark down to Bermuda for a week, three days in Bermuda. And it was great to be able to get a chance to see the ship. The crew were fantastic. They really welcomed us with open arms. And what's interesting is they, they were just as excited as us and actually gave us some programming ideas. So we're going to create some new culinary events and things like that, you know, with the artists in mind and just do some, a, whole new, a whole new program as well. Keep, you know, really, we like to say we're going to keep the, keep the meat and change the potatoes. We're going to keep, you know, all the big events and the fun stuff. And we'll, you know, we'll change out some of the um, ancillary events as well. Um, and, and we're starting to filter that through to celebrities so they start to understand what we're doing and, and, and get everyone on the same page. What, what are some of the differences that guests can expect um, as far as the actual ship goes compared to the 2016 voyage? For me, uh, I would say hands down the restaurants. This ship has some incredible restaurants. There's one place called Cuisine that is like a very different style tapas bar. Um, featuring things like sushi lollipops, where it's literally like a stick with like various sushi rolls on there, and then they'll do um, sort of uh, pulled pork empanadas and, and all sorts of, you know, combining all different styles of food. Um, that's, that's, 
a place where you would go if you were going to have a birthday or a party. You wouldn't go with just, you know, yourself and someone else. It's a real fun event, and actually everything's done on an iPad, and there's, like, a team leader that orders all the food, and it's just a really fun um, restaurant. Then there's one called Tuscan Grill. It's, it's a fantastic steakhouse, but you definitely want to go in there when you're hungry because that is that's a place you're going to eat a lot of food. Um, and then... Uh, I'm trying to think. Uh, the, oh, then there's a place called Luminae, which is sort of a very uh, foo-foo kind of high-end restaurant that's really delicious. There's a, a healthy alternative restaurant called Blue. So you can actually go in and, and you know how sometimes you know, you're on the cruise and you just eat so much that you're like, you know what, I, I want to eat light, but I want to eat good. That's yeah. the place to go. Or if you want to try to start out the cruise and not eat bad at all, <laughs> that's a great place to go to. Um, their restaurant alone, you know, their restaurants alone are great. They've got a, a great sort of uh, grill your own sort of back grill, and they they really have a lot of attention to detail to the food. Um, and so that's also what you know we're working with them on on the culinary elements. And they've also just gone through a refurbishment, so they've put a, a big screen out on the back deck, or actually on a, on a top deck that they sort of built, and they do things called a taste of film where. You actually watch a, a film. We didn't get to see the whole thing because we were busy with meetings and things, but we sat down and, and watched um, part of the movie, and throughout the movie, they will serve you food that sort of coincides with the movie. So we're working on a, on a similar program that will be related to an 80s film where you could sit there and watch a movie but also eat some food that would sort of, yeah, work and, and coincide and relate to the movie. Oh, wow. That's so there's cool. a lot of great yeah. things. And the crew are really involved. I mean... What's interesting is they did their own version of water volleyball, and uh, the officers, the hotel director, the staff captain, they got in and challenged the guests. So knowing that our fans and our guests on 80s enjoyed the volleyball, we're going to see if we can uh, challenge and beat the celebrity uh, officers. (laughs) (laughs) Nice, nice. So let's go back to the 2016 cruise for a second. Um, What was, which was the first ever 80s cruise, um, what surprised you most about that trip? Well, wow, it's a hard question to answer. Um, so many things, to be honest with you. <clears throat> but the one thing that I found the most enjoyable, I guess, would be something I'll mention is just that first day when that entire back deck was just full of everybody so excited for the cruise, so pumped for an incredible vacation, and everybody just seemed on the same page. There was There was, whether you dressed in 80s the whole time or whether you just dressed on the certain parties you know from my angle we really didn't see any complaints or anything everyone just seemed to you know turn back their hands at time and live the 80s like they wanted to (laughs) sort of thing you know it's like they're adults now and they you know it was just time to forget their responsibilities and just live it up for seven days of just pure bliss and fun and you know forget all the worries of the world and just it was just a, such a, a high energy and it, it, it was felt throughout the entire ship because I'm the one sort of in meetings behind the scenes with the officers and the, and the staff and the crew sort of directing the crews and just to hear their feedback they're like oh my god these are the best guests we've ever had some of them have been cruising for over 20 years and to hear that like it was just a, a great feeling yeah I, I think for me it was um the theme nights and the level of participation. Like I, I thought, okay, you know, a lot of people will participate and, and we'll see some original things. But what shocked me was that almost everybody participated and like three quarters of it were, were outfits that I was, that just blew my mind. <laughs> yeah. 
Especially it Neon. Was awesome. Yeah, Neon Night. I was like, well, Neon Night can't be that popular. And that was one of the craziest nights of the trip. It was. It was crazy. And, and it was funny because there was a particular suit I wore that people came up to me and they were pissed that I wore it because they had it planned for another night. Thank God I wore it at the very top of the cruise and got away with it first <laughs> because I would have been pissed too. So um, being as it was the first ever 80s cruise, uh, not only for the guests but for you too, um, what things did you learn or what feedback did you get that um, caused you to make certain changes for the 2017 cruise? Um, you know, as I said, I didn't really hear many complaints. And, and again, I'm really busy. So most of the feedback, if not really all of it, was purely positive. And, and just hearing some of the things that the guests loved to do and just were surprised and unexpected things like the TV dinners once they realized that, <laughs> no, we didn't bring you a dinner from 30 years ago. This is something that we created and that's fresh. Um, that was kind of a fun novelty thing, um, you know, that we'll obviously we'll bring back. And with this ship and this uh, cruise line, it's definitely going to be uh, sort of a, a different level as well. Um, but some of the other things were what you said, you know, that the theme nights were a huge, huge hit. And one of the exciting things about 2017 is... We're keeping some of the same theme nights and we're changing a couple. So the ones that we thought, like you said, really worked and were really popular, great. And, um, and obviously things that have happened over the last 12 months, we will reflect on some of those in our theme nights. And I'm not going to say too much. Um, but, you know, the, the other great thing is, and which I'm super excited about, is we are sailing, I think it's, day, I think it's right in the middle of the cruise, but we're sailing um, over Valentine's Day. Yeah, yep. So clearly that's going to be prom night, and sure. Tiffany's hosting that. And just that and the whole way we're theming out the rest of the day with sort of events that will relate back to love and prom and romance and all this sort of stuff, I think it'll be a really fun, a really fun cruise. I'm sort of glad it didn't happen on the first cruise because we were able to do other stuff, and now, you know, really focus on expanding what we've, what we've learned and, and put that into play for something like prom night. When we talked, um, uh, you and I, last year before the 2016 cruise, I know you had um, one great piece of advice that you gave people who were going on the cruise, which was, you know, when you get on board, grab that master schedule of events and carefully plan the week uh, and to do what you want to do because it's so difficult to do everything. Um, now that we're going on the second cruise, what new piece of advice do you have for guests going on the 2017 trip? Again, if, you, uh, if you've not been on, then definitely grab that schedule, read through it, highlight the things you want. The next piece of advice, um, it, it, look, part of it's hard because I, I don't cruise as a guest. Um, <clears throat> so I don't, uh, I, I'd say, I, I don't know, maybe take some <laughs> plan your time to rest. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, we're also going to new ports of call and they're going to be some fun ports of call. And so that would be, that would be one piece of advice is that, Check out the Shore Excursions. I'm not sure if they're um, up and ready and available just yet, but, you know, Nina and Mark and Alan are doing some uh, Shore Excursions. Um, the one I want to do, and I hope that I get some time, is remember that movie Cool Runnings, which may have been 90s, but it might have even been late 80s. It was early 90s, but it's a great classic movie. Yeah, well, we're actually going to Jamaica, and there is a, um, there's a tour there where you go and do the bobsled. So I actually, that would be the one thing I would want to do in, uh, in Jamaica. That needs some jerk chickens. But, but that, I would definitely check out the shore excursions. And 
on this particular ship, again, I would, I would really sort of try to plan something fun. If you can coincide with a scene night and get your friends and, and they're all on board, you know, go and dine in cuisine and, and, you know, make sure you get plenty of photos because that's the other thing, you know. Just capture every single moment if you're going on the cruise. Make sure you've got your iPhone or, or whatever sort of uh, camera you've got and, you know, just be snap happy. Yeah, yeah. Not, not in the shows. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Richard Marks kind of kind of threw you under the bus on that one during his concert. I know, that I was know. hilarious. That was like one of the biggest laughs of the trip. I oh, know. Man, classic, classic moment. Um, yeah, these one of the things I'm so excited for on this particular voyage is I I've been to all these ports before a few times, and these are by far my favorite ports in the Caribbean. Uh, right, Jamaica. You have Ocho Rios. You can climb Dunn River Falls. You can go, uh, swim, you know, pet stingray in uh, Grand Cayman. Have you been on the bobsled yet? No, I haven't. No. Yeah, I just read about it, and I di- I have been to Jamaica so many times, I've never actually seen it. So, I I just I don't know because of the movie and because it is kind of eighties. I I really hope that I can get a chance and uh, maybe wear some eighties gear and go down on the bobsled. <laughs> maybe you know, even a beanie and a scarf or something would. It'd be hot as hell, but it'd be funny. Yeah, that which which leads me to my my final and most important question. Um, you dazzled everyone last year by dressing as uh, David Bowie's character Jareth from Labyrinth for uh, <laughs> movie night, and I got to admit that uh, was one of the highlights. I mean, you had teased me ahead of time saying you're really gonna you're really gonna enjoy my costume, and you you blew us all away. Do you that already was my tribute to David Bowie? So, yeah. yeah. Do you already have your '80s icon costume worked out for 2017? Uh, I yes. The answer is yes. I was going to try and do it for 2016 and, and pull it off, but um, with the passing of David Bowie, I, I thought that might be a little more, um, you know, honourable. Um, I do. It may take a bit of work, but I'm actually in the middle of working with some people that can definitely help with this and, and, and help me pull it off. So it's, if it comes together, it'll be great. Get, if it doesn't, it'll be lame. Give us one hint. Is it a movie uh, character, a TV show character? Is it a musician? You'll recognize it. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, it, uh, it it's movie-based. Okay, okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah, I'm still... But no, I appreciate that because I was... Uh, I sort of threw that costume together somewhat and I was, you know, obviously referencing the movie and he sort of changed so many times in the film so I was a little bit nervous that people would be like, who are you? And, and my brother wasn't as big as mainstream as some of the other films. So um, to hear that, man, I really, honestly, I really appreciate that because I, I was nervous about dressing up like that. No, no, that was, uh, to, me, to me, that was one of my favorites that night. So if you had, if you had been eligible for the, for the costume contest, I think you would have won. <laughs> awesome. Well, hey, it's been... We're excited, and thank you also for all the trivia and all the, uh, all the events you did. I mean, it was... People just love that. Have you, uh, you started to plan some of that stuff? Oh, yeah, yeah. We're, we've been working all year. We have a special segment on the show now called Let's Get uh, Trivial that's sponsored my, by... My guess is you weren't expecting the, uh, the demand like it, like it came. No, no. We were expecting smaller groups, but uh, now, that, <laughs> now, that, now that we have our act down, we're going to be much, much better prepared uh, for 2017. So then let me ask you, how, many, uh, how hard are the questions going to be this year? Um, I'm going to mix them up a little. I, you know, I think that they were the right level of, of difficultness, but I, I think I'm going to drop out. Like, I, I won't use as many sports questions, maybe. I, did I, you stump I, a lot of people? I did, the sports ones did. And then um, I think... So you need a few of those as, as a backup, right, for like yeah. a tiebreaker. 
Yeah. And then what we'll do too is I think we're going to do some uh, uh, TV theme songs where people can sing along too. So. Oh, that'd be cool. So people seem to know. Yeah. Yeah. People seem to know when that one's on. I want to hear these. Yeah. Because the karaoke was pretty popular too. Oh yeah, yeah. In fact, um, friends of mine who were going on the trip next year were wondering, you know, is if you know karaoke going to be back? Is it going to be? Will you have a live band for it this year? Um, that's a good question. We we are in the midst of working through that as well. Part part of that is, you know, we've only just sailed the ship and. and it's great because there is a, a fantastic band on there. My fingers are crossed and I'm waiting to hear back from the cruise line as we speak whether or not they're going to extend and stay. Um, they definitely wanted to do it, but they were scheduled to get off in December. And they would be replaced with an equally great band. It's just that, you know, we wouldn't have met them. Um, but, yeah, that is, that's the plan, um, to get up and sort of jam with an existing band and, and sing along and, and sort of do a, a live version of karaoke. Okay, great. Well, five months to go. I can't wait uh, to see you down, again. Down, and we'll have have a you got time. your costumes ready? You know, since we crashed and burned last year with our really too obscure cost- costume, I think this year we're going to go like much more obvious. But we still haven't like um, we still haven't figured it out. So, but it's right. probably be a movie. We, we can we can talk off the podcast too, and I can yeah. give you some uh, give you some uh, ideas <laughs> if you want. I, w- I would appreciate that. That'd be great. Thanks so much for chatting and uh, looking forward to it and uh, looking forward to the trivias. And I'll see you in a few months. See you on board the Celebrity Summit. There you go. 15 minutes with Dane Butcher. Yeah, that's a good interview. Uh, I totally I totally agree with him when he says, you know, you got to plan not just your activities, but plan some time to rest. <laughs> I mean, I'm like... We're getting old people. I was exhausted after that trip last year. And Katie, actually, Katie has said to me, here's my plan for next year. I'm not doing anything in the mornings. I'm not, we're not taking any morning excursions. You know, maybe they can bring coffee to the room about 10 o'clock, but I'm not doing anything before noon because she was, you know, by the end of the day, she's just flagging. I have to participate in all this stuff, get to get to things and, and have enough energy to make it. And that is going to involve more sleeping. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, last year is you guys, you guys went to excursions on every stop. Yeah, and you went, you guys went dancing at night too, didn't you? At least a couple times, yeah. So I did none of those things. So I, when that trip was over, I was actually fairly well rested. Um, <laughs> yeah, Katie was sick for like three weeks after that. Oh, you I know. know, just this kind of you know accumulation of horribleness she was not feeling great so i'm like oh man this is just going to leave this terrible taste in her mouth for this trip she's not going to be excited about it at all but a lot of people do that when they go on cruises in general it's like they go a little too nutso yeah and um i mean i've been like on 20 cruises now and i remember one cruise i went on (laughs) i think i was married when i was married the first time and there was there's four of us and one of my guy friends that was with us he passed out like three in the afternoon yeah just i mean he got through – this is on the very first day. Of the trip. Oh, jeez. <laughs> we just got through the lifeboat drill. Yeah. And then I barely got him back into his room, and he passed out. So he missed dinner. He woke up around 11 o'clock at night. Oh, jeez. So then he's like completely off cycle for the whole week. Yeah. Well, then, then I was – and I was already like – I'd already like gotten into bed because we were – he and I were sharing a cabin, and then my wife and her friend were sharing another cabin. Okay. So just rather than force – you know, male, yeah. female cohabitation between people who hadn't met yet. It's a week-long um, double date. I hope you like him. Here's your <laughs> yeah. keys. 
<laughs> it would have been a hell of a start. Here, he's gonna, don't worry, he's going to sleep most of it off. <laughs> but um, he, he woke up at 11 just as I was falling asleep. He was like, where am I? Why is it dark? <laughs> and uh, I actually woke up and, and I was like, well, I feel bad now. So I, I woke up and we went out and partied for another Did stuff. few hours. But yeah, That's you're, you're absolutely right. People, <laughs> Dane's right and you're right. Take the mornings off. Yeah, I mean, you know, because it's just – and part of it is just you're on vacation. You're like, okay, when am I going back to St. Thomas? Um, you know, that doesn't happen every day. I should try and you know, try and engage in it and, you know, check it out, see what it's about. I'm like, eh, this time I'm not quite so anxious to go and do all that stuff. Like, I want to go see the ruins in Cozumel. But other than that uh, – uh, So you're going to go to Tulum. I, yeah, um, I really do want to go see that. I think that's cool stuff. But. It is cool. I've been there a, f- a few times. Um the um the big attraction in Mexico that's gonna be dangerous for people the beach <laughs> beachfront bars the well uh Carlos and Charlie's or senior frogs yeah are like these two notorious uh Caribbean chains yeah. for hardcore drinking and I've done it there at both of them and and you know barely I had to be like you know wheelbarrowed back into the boat <laughs> afterwards so it's it's really easy to get carried away in Cozumel so. Yeah, I bet. Anyway, you know what else it's easy to get carried away with? <laughs> the Seggies. Ah, the mystical refrain that is uh, Reader Mailbag. Here we finally find out the story behind Big Cat, the nickname for Jesse Smith. So uh, without further ado, Brad, you want to? I'm so excited to read this letter. <laughs> I am seriously. Let no, me, I, mean, I was. You could give me thirty guesses. I would not have guessed this particular answer. No, me either. Okay, so here we go. Jesse Big Cat Smith writes, "Hello, guys. On the recent episode, I started laughing when you guys called me out, wondering what the meaning was behind my nickname, Big Cat. So here you go. About five years ago, I got back into playing in the local softball leagues. One night during one of the league games, I was running towards second base. They were trying to get a force out on me." As the second baseman tried to apply the tag, I pretty much leapt over him and avoided the tag, made it safe onto second base. One of my buddies on the team in the dugout yelled out that I jumped like a cat. Within minutes, I was getting called Big Cat. Ever since then, it has stuck. A couple of my coworkers call me El Gato Grande. At first, I was a little iffy about the nickname, but now it's taken on a life of its own and I embrace it. I hope this clears up the meaning of my nickname. One day I will win some swag. Keep up the great work, and one of these days I will make the 80s cruise. Sounds like a blast. Thank you, Jesse Big Cat Smith, a.k.a. El Gato Grande. El Gato Grande. I, that's what I want to start calling him now. I don't, I don't want to call him Big Cat. Anymore. I kind of wondered now if it was Gato. an Andre, Andre Galarraga reference, because his nickname is Big Cat. No. Baseball player. Apparently not. No. Oh, well, maybe. Who knows? No, I, I think if, I mean, it sounds a lot more organic than that. If they watched him jump <laughs> like a cat. <laughs> That's pretty awesome. Who else? So, no, so like, because last week we called out people because we were saying um, during the Seggies that we were getting all these unusual names that yeah. we hadn't heard. And um, one of them, one of them wrote back saying, don't be so paranoid. Yeah. Well, <laughs> but there's, but there's a couple in here that are, uh, I would love to know some of the, um, some of the, the stories. origin stories, yeah. yeah. Sergeant Bravo. I want to know what that's all about. I want to know. Um, oh, let's see. What's well, we know about Tom in Austria. He always picks a Schwarzenegger movie to talk about. Your clothes. DJ and, give them to me. <laughs> DJ and Clinton. That, probably a story there. Um, I don't want to know the story of the Dutch oven. I know yeah. the story of the Dutch Good oven. Good old Bernie. 
Bernie yeah. Lindemann. He's a good man and a Absolutely. poor scientist. Anyway, um, he was. Anyway, send your uh, emails to us at podcast at sit80s.com. What's happening, hot stuff? Uh, by the sound of the gong, it must be time for Mystery Movie Moment. Uh, we'll play a snippet from a movie from the 80s. If you get it right, you're entered into the drawing for some swag. And I guess it's going to be bottle openers for now. Some A couple nice people sent uh, me some links to companies that sell swag on the cheap. Yeah. So I'm going to I'm gonna look into those and see what other things I can buy. I, I do like the Frisbee idea. Yeah, that's a fun idea. It'd be a little bulky to mail. but um, yeah. yeah. But for the trip, maybe it works. But you but, guys are um, worth it. You guys are totally worth it. 80s Nation <laughs> is the best. I they want are. only the best for you, 80s Nation. They rock. I'll send the bill to Stevie. <laughs> yeah. Uh, pay attention. Here's the clip from last week. The bridge mean more traffic. More traffic mean more pissners. More pissners mean more money. More money mean more power. Yes, that's volunteers. I'm pretty sure I've used that exact clip before. You think on so? This segment. We'll have to uh, check maybe. with the historian and the sergeant at arms. <laughs> I love I love that movie. Um, people always think that uh, Tom Hanks met Rita Wilson on the set of that movie. Um, not true. Yes and no. Not true. He met her on an episode of Bosom Buddies, uh, but they were both involved at that time with somebody else. That does happen. When they were uh, on Volunteers, is the, is where they fell in love. Oh, so, schmoopy! It is schmoopy. That's, I do like that movie. I, you know, if we're going to talk about movies with bridges, I, I think I prefer Bridge on the River Kwai personally. Oh, I saw you texted me about that yeah, last night. Yeah, it was night. on yesterday, like on our PBS station, and I was doing something. In the, oh, I was I was cooking, and this is fascinating. I was making bruschetta, <laughs> and I needed something on TV to take my mind off the fact that I was just basically slicing tomatoes into tiny little pieces. And that was on. And I'm like, this is such a good movie. And the, that it's, moment where Alec Guinness, where Obi-Wan Kenobi is like, what have I done? Like he suddenly realizes it's just such a great moment. Oh, uh, my, my favorite moment of that movie, aside from them marching in, you know, with the whistling is uh, the very end where he's like, you, you, and they yeah. see each other. Yeah. Right and that's, before, when, right, he, right that's when he realizes like, wait a yeah, minute. I do that all the time at work when I see somebody that go, you, and they kind of look at me like I'm a lunatic. They just that's think okay. you're crazy, but you know, that's, I am. that's okay. Uh, not the craziest person I know though. Anyway, read some of the winners. Winners this week. There are, there are not as many as I thought, but we're going to make up for that in a minute. Yeah. Winners this week include Shazam from St. Louis, Don Leach, Jesse Big Cat Smith, Brock in North Dakota, Troy in Tulsa, Dave in Charleston, Ryan the Pirate in Nashville, and Kevin Serving Wench. I, I want the origin story for Shazam. Shazam? Yeah, yeah does he <laughs> travel around in an RV? Yeah. That's obscure, but now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> only, yes. only the but 80s nation enough. knows what I'm talking about. Yes, they all do. That's what really scares me. Uh, pay attention. Here's this week's mystery clip. A piano. Does it work? Place up a storm. It couldn't. It could. It's magic. 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 If you know it, and please let more than eight people know it this week, uh, email us at podcast at sit80s.com. Uh, the mystical refrain that is named that 80s tune. This is the one that Brad's been fearing. I hope he's been doing some breathing oh exercising. Gosh. That's why I was kind of deliberate in my reading of the names for a mystery movie moment because I knew I was going to have to bring my speed game here uh, to get this in yeah. one breath. 
Well, don't 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 hurt yourself. I, I want to try. I'm, I want. I'm now gonna enjoy the challenge. I'm gonna try and do it in one breath. You cannot. Okay. I'm not sure I could do it in ten. Challenge accepted. But no. Okay. But I'm telling you, you're gonna hurt yourself, and I'm gonna be liable. Pay attention. Here was last week's mystery tune. Yes, that's "Owner of a Lonely Heart" by Yes. Love this song. Love this song. I, I foolishly thought I'd, that the clip that I picked would be similar enough to some other songs that people would be confused. We did get one wrong answer. I, I saw it was someone thought it was another yes song, but yeah, so that's about it. Other than that, pretty much the entire known world. I'm not going to name names. So I don't want to embarrass a guy. <laughs> it was a guy, so that narrows it down to 97 percent of our audience. <laughs> <laughs> Plus, plus, it's a prog band, so that pretty much makes it 99%. Yeah, fact. So, although I think there are a few ladies who got this one right. Yeah, I can see a couple in there. Scandalous, so. yeah. You ready? I'm ready. Okay. Are you ready? Some of the, some of the winners include, I'll spot you. No, spot no, you I, no, I got it. It's like, it's like it? when you go to the Big Texan, you have to eat the salad and the potato along with the giant steak. You got to do that all. You got to do it all. And, and the pile of gristle. Mm, gristle. Okay, <clears throat> here we go. Winners this week include Becky Rabello, Dan Newcomb, Rush Cress, Brent from Luz, PJ Verrecchia, Irish Dave in Orlando, Stony Stitt, the legend Steve McLean from Glasgow, Scotland, Curtin Dirty Jersey, Dave Parrott, Dan in Omaha, Bernie the Dutch Oven Lindemann from Down Under, Terry Dactyl in Perth, Oz, Rock the Good Egg, Garrett in Houston, Canuck and Callie, who says don't be so paranoid about all the new names coming in from email. Uh, Anna Norcal, Dr. Dim, Gabriel Daigle, George RV in the ATL, Robert Jordan, Tim in Toadsuck, Arkansas, Sweet Lou, Grilly, Woe Rosette from the Philippines, Oliver the Bard, Bardenhire, John in Phoenix, Jess Cusman, Sloan in Daly's old hometown of Westford, Massachusetts, OJ in Lacaruna, Spain, Timmy in Camp Crystal Lake, Illinois. Okay, three breaths. Buck Buchanan, Alex Stick. Cordoso Solis from Tijuana, Mexico. Sergeant Bravo. Tom crushing enemies in Austria. DJ Clinton. Uh, DJ in Clinton. Not DJ Clinton. That would be silly. Heather Brown from Tennessee. Peter Ryan. Charles in Vegas. Charles from Yorktown. John in RVA. And Deja Delaney. Not that bad. What was that? Three? Uh, yeah, three full was. breaths? That was three full breaths. Oh, man. That was I, good. I thought I could get further into that list. Oh, well. No, man. I, I, I just, no way. You would have, <laughs> you would have passed out and hit your head on the desk. Ouch. But then you, when you came back, you would have, I would have had a mission. <laughs> would have drawn the flux capacitor. <laughs> okay. I lose. Uh, time to spin the wheel and see who wins the swag. You win the one dollar. <laughs> one dollar. Uh, here we go. It looks like it's going to land on. Garrett in Houston, you are this week's lucky winner. Woohoo! So uh, email us your snail mail address, and we will get something out to you. In the meantime, concentrate. <laughs> to concentrate, concentrate, concentrate. Concentrate. <laughs> hello? 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 <laughs> hello? <laughs> now hitting for... Wait, what's the next one? Now pinch hitting for Pedro <laughs> Barbone. Many Mota, Mota, Mota. <laughs> 
Pay attention. Here's this week's mystery tune. If you know it, email us at podcast at sit80s.com and tune in next week to find out if you're a wiener. We'll be right back after this commercial break. Hey, Stuck in 80s Nation. Uh, have you ever read the book I Want My MTV by Craig Marks and Rob Tannenbaum? You can actually listen to the entire book for free if you sign up for a 30-day free trial on audible.com. Just go to www.audibletrial.com slash stuck in the 80s. That's 80s. Uh, now, audible.com, you might be asking yourself, what's this all about? Um, they are a sponsor of Stuck in the 80s, and for good reason. They're the ultimate source for audio versions of so many great books from and about the decade we love so much. Uh, Bright Lights, Big City, Less Than Zero, Bonfire the Vanities, they're all there. All you 80s Nation fans out there who listen to our podcast on long commutes, uh, plane rides, subway trips, this is perfect for you. All you have to do, again, go to www.audibletrial.com slash stuck in the 80s and get started. Now on with the show. We're back, and Brad has this new idea on how to end the podcast. Brad, what is it? Well, look, 80s Nation, you know, you know that Steve and I are always thinking about the 80s, right? There's always some 80s connection in our day, and those ideas don't always lead to podcasts. Sometimes it's just stuff that, you know, you're listening to or a movie or TV show that you're watching, and I thought it might be fun to kind of talk about the things that are currently, uh, you know, on our mind 80s-wise. So we, we have tentatively called this segment, What's Our Latest 80s Obsession? Brad, what's your latest 80s obsession? Well, this week I found myself, I can't really figure out how or why, I found myself listening to the Jay Giles Band album Freeze Frame just all week on a loop. On a loop? Yeah. It's, just, it's such a good album. And it's, it's interesting because it's a rock and roll album it's like half bar band album and then you hit these tracks that have all the strings and all this kind of backing you know backing instrumentals that you're like wait a minute who is this band uh, it's it's a fun album and i'd kind of forgotten about it yeah i i know i owned it back in the day yeah. i you know be fun would be a tour of all the like what are all the bar bands of the 80s like bar bands that made it big so you'd right. have the hooters you probably would have uh, jay giles and then you probably would like Huey Lewis is probably the king of them all. Oh yeah, and then I'm sure there's a bunch from like the uh, Smithereens, maybe. Maybe. maybe I mean I'm sure there's a bunch from uh, Minneapolis that would probably qualify as being you know yeah. bar bands that did good. So that's that's pretty good. I need to I need to download that and listen to that again. That's a, that's a bucket list concert. I would love to see them. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I know that um, there have been some health problems there. I don't know if they're touring, um, but I think that like Peter Wolf has done some dates with them. Again, because yeah. that was—I think that was the last Jay Giles album before he left and went did solo stuff. Might be, might be. Um, so my latest date of obsession this week—I've uh, been stung again by. Um, this happens to me about once a year. I'll get a few weeks where I insomnia hits okay. me pretty bad. Yeah, and I'll—I'll I'll go to bed and I'll sleep for like two hours, and then I'll be up, and they're just like hello for five hours. Okay. So finding stuff to watch on TV that's at two in the morning that's 80s related <laughs> and it isn't someone trying to sell you a shark mop or something <laughs> yeah one of which is you know i've caught up i'm almost completely caught up on stranger things oh wow so i, I you know one one more sleepless night and i'll be done with, with that series <laughs> nice. um and, th- and then the other thing is that you know I, I'll, I'll start perusing my emails 
my, my stuck in these emails around two in the morning. Right. And, um, it seems like a few weeks ago we asked people to send in their ideas if they had midnight movies. Yeah. We got uh, some great emails. Yeah. So these are some, of the, I wish these were on at two in the morning when, um, when I couldn't go to sleep. Um, Christian Lopez wrote in and said, fantastic planet. Uh, George RV and Troy and Tosa both suggested, uh, Pink Floyd's the wall, which yeah. I've actually never seen. Um, uh, not a huge Pink Floyd fan, but, but, uh, you know, two in the morning, I'm a fan of anything. <laughs> uh, that makes will, the will demons be, go will away. Will it be displayed in 29.97 frames per second? Then I will enjoy it. Yes. Uh, Robert Jordan had The Shining, uh, which, no thank you, no horror movies in the middle of the night. Yeah. Uh, Night of the Comet, uh, which, that would be a good one. Yeah. The Out- Outsiders, Killer Clowns, and Return of the Living Dead. Those are all. Tor Hansen had some four, four or five really unusual ones. Uh, he had Possession, Cannibal Holocaust, uh, <laughs> st- Street Trash, Come and See. And then he mentioned this 1979 movie called Over the Edge. Okay. Have you seen Over, have you seen Over the Edge? No, I don't think I've ever heard of any of these. Oh, my God. Over the Edge was 1979. Matt Dillon was in it. Um, it's, I think it's set in Arizona. Okay. In a, a new like suburb called New Grenada, New Granada, or okay. something like that. The, the kids call it New Granola, and um, it's just basically a story of you know teen angst. Like there's they have this community that the adults love because it's all safe and the schools are good. Yeah, but the kids have absolutely nothing to do. Oh, so kind of like know, where I live. Yeah, exactly. The whole but idea. Re- I've, I've, I'm starting to understand the whole idea behind this is so that your kids don't stick around. Like you don't want it to be too exciting where they live because then they won't right. go away. Like I don't, you know, yeah. come on. Exactly, but uh, well, which explains why so many people who live in Orlando stay in Orlando. I guess for, I don't know why. Um, but anyway, Over the Edge, it's it's great. I, I got to find a copy of it. It has a great soundtrack. I remember it's oh, the yeah. first time I ever heard the song "Surrender" by Cheap Trick. Oh was, wow, cool. Was on that, so that's really cool. So that's that's what's on my mind lately. Is trying to find a way to to, uh, to kick the insomnia, and so I, t- I use those hours to try to catch up on my. Uh, trashy TV. So my non eighties obsession lately has been college application essays. So I'm, I'm I'm trying very hard to stay out of the writing process, but once they're kind of done with it, then I'm taking a, an edit pass through it just to like, you know, subject verb agreement and, you know, like let's use an active voice and things like that. So, yeah. Yeah. My, my non eighties obsession is, um, trying to, uh, reprogram my my dvr to tape a bunch of stuff that i should be watching but that i don't watch like everybody kind of gives me grief over not watching the goldbergs yeah and it starts up again i think this week and so i i now have it set up to tivo the goldbergs so i'll I'll give it a real chance that's the first step yeah drives me crazy when they don't follow the space-time continuum. Well, that's, yeah, that's what I remember from the first couple episodes. I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> you cannot be wearing a Top Gun t-shirt at the premiere of Poltergeist. Like, what is going So, yeah. So, we'll see. So, we'll see how that goes. Uh, in the meantime, um, keep the Midnight Movie uh, suggestions coming. <laughs> Please, any uh, advice on how to get to sleep when, you're, when you find yourself awake at 1 in the morning on a Tuesday? Much appreciated. <laughs> <laughs> any uh, any college application advice for Brad's kids? Yeah, you know, do I staple the hundred dollar bill on the front or on the back? It's paperclip. Trying you to figure paper it out. them. Oh, this explains why you ended up going to was it UC Santa Barbara? I went to I went to California School of Cosmetology. Uh, yes, I went to UC Irvine. Go Anteaters. Irvine. That's why. Why do I keep forgetting that? Go Anteaters because it's not important. <laughs> <laughs> 
And in the meantime, we will remain here, hopelessly stuck in the 80s. Stuck in the 80s is a class of 85 production. Special thanks to Check Battery Daily for our theme music. And remember, this is only an exhibition, not a competition. Please, no wagering.